for gossiping. I, I heard a story years ago about four pastors, four pastors. They were uh, spending a day together, relaxing, taking it easy. They were tired and, uh, and just wanted to encourage each other. And sitting on a park bench, having their lunch together, one of the pastors says, you know, we don't get a chance to really talk about the things that trouble us. We don't get a chance to talk about our problems. So they said, he said, Look, why don't we, you know, why don't we just, you know, do some confessing to each other and maybe share our problems with each other. Maybe we could help each other out. So the one pastor uh, who started all this said, uh, I'll start. He says, I got to tell you guys, I got a real problem with alcohol. And the other pastors looked at each other and shocked. And uh, they, uh, they suddenly felt their resistance go down to the idea, and they thought, well, if he can share that, then they can share their problems. So the next pastor says, well, you know, i got a real problem with gambling. And uh, sometimes I even have to I even steal money out of the offering plate just to fund my problem. And the other guy's, oh, it's too bad. We'll pray about that. And, and the third guy, they look at him, and uh, he says, well, you know, i got something even worse than you guys. I'm, I'm having an affair. And uh, I'm so glad that we were able to talk, and maybe we can get this thing dealt with. And the three of the pastors look at the fourth one. They say, uh, so what about you? What's, what's your big problem? What's, what thing troubles you? And the fourth pastor is silent for a moment. And then finally he said, come on, you can, you can share. Tell us what's your, what, what, your, what your problem is. He said, well, my problem is um, I have a real problem with gossip. Take a little while there, but you finally got it, didn't you? I got a real problem with gossip. Do you know, uh, we think about gossip. We don't think of that as the biggie, as the big sin. We think of that maybe as a minor sin or as, you know, uh, something we can, you know, turn a blind eye towards. Uh, it's not like the big ones, like, like uh, committing adultery or murder. It's not like uh, lying and, and uh, cheating and stealing. It's just gossip after all. I mean, what, how much can that hurt? And we look at, uh, you know, the little, uh, little group of little old ladies that get together for their hands club and they discuss the, the business of the church and the business of the neighbors and other people's business and the business of the ladies that didn't show up for the hands club. You know how it is. And it's kind of cute. We laugh at it and, oh, well, little old ladies will be little old ladies. And in case there's any little old ladies here that are taking offense at that, uh, let me just say that men can be just as bad as the little ladies. How many know that today? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. We don't usually see sin. The, uh, gossip is sin. But we have to call it what it is. Sin, gossip is a horrible sin. It's a, it's a wicked, it's an evil that has destroyed many a character. I've known people who have left the ministry because somebody gossiped. Somebody slandered somebody. Somebody uh, was using innuendo and suggesting that, well, just maybe, you never know about him, you know. I saw certain things and you know that. I've seen people leave church, quit going to church because they felt they were being gossiped about, that people were talking about them. People stay away from church, refuse to go anymore. Sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not, but the fact of the matter is, 
is that they perceive that they're being gossiped about. It hurts. It's painful beyond anything that maybe you and I even realize. I can tell you this for myself personally, that uh, my 30 years in the ministry, my 40 years as a Christian, the thing that has hurt me more than anything has been gossip. And I know that there are people sitting here today who would say, you know what, Pastor, I know exactly how you feel because I can, I can agree. I've been hurt by gossip. And maybe you're one of those people sitting here today where you're the one who does the gossiping. Well, this morning, my prayer is that we will all experience a touch from God and that we will all acknowledge and recognize, first of all, how wicked is the sin of gossiping and that we would experience the fear of God so that we would refrain from such evil practices. Understand this this morning. It is impossible for you and me to have a relationship with God. It is impossible for you and me to walk with God and still be a gossip. It's impossible for you and I to have a relationship with the Lord and still be gossiping and slandering and uh, repeating stories about others. You cannot do it. Look at this passage of Scripture here from the Psalms, Psalm 15, 1-3. If you would read it with me, please. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. David, King David, the author of the Psalms, the man who is called a man after God's own heart, was the object of much gossip. And in fact, if you go through the Psalms, you will find that you'll be able to identify so much with the Psalms. Can I tell you this this morning? If you need encouragement from the Word of God, go to the Psalms and read them, because for sure, somewhere along the line, you're going to be able to identify with David. And David talks about how he's been hurt and attacked and how he's been harmed by people's gossip and what that's done to him. Gossip is evil, and it comes from the pit of hell. It comes from Satan himself. How many know that today? When you gossip, what you're doing is you are saying, Satan, I am going to become your partner now. You say, is it that extreme? Absolutely. Because the Bible says that Satan is, first of all, the father of lies. Everybody knows that? the father of lies, and secondly, he's the father of half-truths. How many know that a half-truth is really a lie? How many know that the full truth, unless it's declared, can also be construed as a lie as well, because when you take the context away, now you don't know what the real truth is. Satan is also called the accuser of the brethren. And what does Satan do? He accuses you. He accuses you and accuses you. Now here's the thing. You and I call God in heaven our Father in heaven. And Satan says that all those who lie are, are children of the father of lies. So here's the thing, and you can, you can use your simple logic. Everybody's got at least this much logic in their head. You can't call God in heaven your father while you're following the father of lies. Does this make sense this morning? 
You are walking in, in evil, in wickedness. When you are gossiping, when you are slandering, when you're telling stories about others, when you're putting others down, when you're stabbing people in the back, let's call it what it is. It's sin. It's not cute. It's not funny. And it's not right. And God has very strong words to say about that, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But let me just say this to you this morning. If the fires of your spiritual passion have gone out, if you've lost the joy and the excitement of following Jesus, there's a good chance that you are engaging in the sin of gossip. And the Bible is clear here that the only ones who can worship and enter the presence of God are those who refuse to gossip, those who do not speak evil of their friends. If the light in your life has gone out, there's a chance that you are gossiping and you are assassinating the people that are closest to you. Now let's, let's ask the question this morning. What is gossip? Well, here's what the dictionary says. Ready for this? I think most people, if I ask you what gossip is, you could probably give me a pretty good definition. We all know what gossip is because we're all guilty of it at some point or another. And everybody said... Oh, man, all right, Pastor. Oh, Yeah, let's call it what it is, people, because we'll never go forward spiritually. We'll never know the joy of the Lord. We'll never know the fire and the passion in our spiritual lives unless we do what God says. And everybody said, yeah, yeah. So where are you at spiritually? Gossip is a report, often evil, about the behavior of other people. The dictionary goes on to say that gossip is a person given to gossiping and divulging personal information about others. Can I ask this question? What business have you or I got talking about other people's business with somebody else? You don't have to be a genius to figure out that it's wrong and that it doesn't make sense, and yet we do it. The dictionary goes on to say this about gossip. It's to speak about others and reveal secrets or intimacies or to break a confidence. Now I'm going to say this to you. Being a pastor for almost 30 years, there's one thing that scares the daylights out of me as a pastor, and it's this. is that I would never, ever divulge or break a confidence when people come to me and share with me the things that are disturbing them, the things that are troubling them, their problems, their, their weaknesses, their failings, I don't even tell my wife about it. It stays it's between me and God and that person. And I'm afraid of the judgment of God should I break that confidence. Because I'm going to tell you something this morning. God deals severely with those who break a confidence, those who who share intimate details that ought not to be shared. I'm going, to talk, I'm going to prove it to you in just a moment. But before we do, I've got to ask this question. Why is it? Let's just be honest now. Why is it that gossip is so much fun? You didn't expect me to say that this morning, did you? But it is. It's delicious. We love to hear gossip. I mean, let's just be honest. And we love to share it with others. We love to have the scoop. We love to hear, have the latest that we can share 
with others. I don't know why. Maybe it makes us feel good. Maybe it, it gives us a sense of importance. It elevates us somehow in our social circles. I don't know. But I do know this. We do love it. And we're all the same. The wisest man who ever lived, his name was Solomon. You know what he said? Proverbs 26, 22. He says this. He says, the words of a gossip are like tasty bits of food. Think of the tasty bits of food that you like to eat. He says these tasty bits of foods uh, bus represent what gossip is. People like to gobble them up. That's what the psalmist says, or the writer of Proverbs says. Gossip is like tasty bits of food. People love to gobble it up. You love it, don't you? And maybe you love to share it. I'm going to tell you something, people. It's evil. It's wrong. And if you're engaged in it, you have to stop. You must stop gossiping. In 1944, for the very first time, the phrase character assassination was used. And it came out of some bitter political fights at that time. Politicians, in order to advance themselves, would assassinate the characters of their rivals. You know what that means? There would be slander and gossip. And what I said, remember I said half-truths or truth taken out of context? We call this character assassination. I got a fantastic example of it. Back in the McCarthy era in US, U.S. politics, 1950s, the Florida senator by the name of Claude Pepper, was uh, quite a strong liberal. And he, he liked, to, liked to really push his views and, and advance the, the social agenda in Florida. Well, he was on the conservatives' hit list. And uh, George Smathers, the man who was running against Claude uh, Peppers, that was his name, he decided that he was going to try to undermine, undermine this man. And so he started a, a smear campaign, and uh, his, his agenda was to, to, was to um, broadcast the vices of Claude Pepper. He called Claude Pepper the hot pepper. That's how it began, the red pepper. Of course, the red pepper would suggest that maybe in some ways this man was unscrupulous and evil. And so what he did is he got his people to start spreading rumors around about him. Now listen to this. This is going to just blow you away. He launches this uh, campaign to expose Pepper's secret vices. And uh, Smathers disclosed that Pepper was a known extrovert, and not only that, but his sister was a thespian. And his brother was a practicing homo sapien. And worst of all, he practiced celibacy before marriage. Naturally, rural voters were scandalized that the man who had represented them in Senate could be a man of so many vices. And George Smathers became the next senator of Florida. Now, if you're sitting here this morning and have no idea what I'm talking about, 
I want you to know that the voters in Florida had no idea what was being talked about. All they know is that there was an innuendo, there was innuendo that suggested that, that the red pepper, Claude Pepper, was an evil man. Can I just remind everybody that an extrovert is somebody who's outgoing? It's not somebody evil, it's just somebody outgoing. A thespian is an actress, somebody who's acting, who's on the stage, not a bad person. And uh, somebody who practices uh, celibacy is somebody who just doesn't have sex. And what was the other one here? Homo sapien. What, what is that? So it's a human being, isn't it? Is. His brother is a practicing human being. Innuendo. I want the Spirit of God to speak to your heart now because you know what? Gossip goes down and it goes down good and it tastes delicious and it's so destructive. It's so wicked. It's so evil. And it, it actually, my friends, it actually can, can actually change history. We just saw this in the recent political campaign that we just went through, that we just endured. How many know what I'm talking about? Anybody remember the, the ads on TV? Conservatives had a great ad, didn't they? they did, it did the job. What did they do? They assassinated the character of Mr. Ignatius, suggesting... And by the way, I'm not attacking anybody here. I'm just, I'm just stating the, the obvious, the truth. Suggesting what? That Mr. Ignatieff was only being a prime minister or wants, wanted to be prime minister for what reason? For selfish reason. It's all in it for him. Uh, tell them I'm busy. Mr. Harper was, his, his character was attacked as well suggesting that he was a man who lacked integrity, he was dishonest, he was lying to the Canadian people, and it goes on and on. Jack Layton was attacked. Police notes from a raid that happened some 15 years ago, I think I'm getting this right, surfaced and printed in the newspaper suggesting that Mr. Layton was in the habit of going to, see, going to massage parlors. And the politics of the day is attack a person's character, cut them down, don't tell the truth. Paint them with a, with a bad brush. Make them look bad. Make them look evil. Listen, this has become what our, what our society and what our culture is all about. Do you, do you all recognize this? And if you're a conservative, you're agreeing, yes, with, with the conservatives, Ignatiev is in it for himself, and Jack Lane, he's a womanizer, and, and if, you're a, if you're a liberal, you're talking about what a, what a wicked man Mr. Harper is. I mean, you just have to listen to the radio and listen to the different views, and you just wonder to yourself, can we really have three men who are leading this country who are all so wicked? Hello? We believe this garbage. We believe these lies. And what's more is we buy into it, and we actually believe that this is actually the way that we ought to live, that this is a normal way to live. You don't like somebody, you don't like someone's point of view, what do you do? You assassinate their character. You talk about them behind their back. You stab them in the back. Can I tell you something today? The Bible is clear that you and I are supposed to be salt and light in our culture, in our society. We're supposed to be changing our culture. But what's happened is that the culture has changed us. 
so that we've come to the place where we actually believe that it's okay to gossip. It's okay to lie about our enemies, our enemies. It's okay to assassinate the people around us. It's not. If you know the Ten Commandments, you know that the Ninth Commandment says what? Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. And in case you don't understand that or don't remember that, God repeats himself in Leviticus chapter 9, verse 16. This is what he says. Do not spread slanderous gossip among your people. This is not the way the people of God operate. This is not the way we function. We don't gossip. We don't backstab. In fact, God says not only should we not gossip, listen to what he says. He says, do not stand idly by when your neighbor's life is threatened. I am the Lord. So not only are we not supposed to be gossiping, you and I are supposed to be standing up for each other. When, you have a, when there's a weak brother or a weak sister in the church that's struggling and going through a hard time and maybe has failed and fallen short and maybe not measured up and not been as Christian as we think they should be, the Bible does not say that we go behind that person's back and attack them and hurt them and maim them and, and spread the word. In fact, the Bible says that we're supposed to help our neighbor that we're not supposed to stand by idly, but we're supposed to come alongside our brother, our sister who's struggling. We're supposed to hold them up, and we're supposed to walk them through that difficult time in their life. God hates gossip because of where it comes from. It comes from the pit of hell. I'm going to tell you, if there's anything that's made me believe in a devil, it's this kind of stuff. You know what gossip is now. I'm going to tell you about the, the damage of gossip. It damages, believe it or not, God. It hurts God. This is what Paul says to the church in Ephesus, who's really having a struggle with gossip. How many know that some churches have real problems with gossip? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like when you go in there, man, you just you sense tension in the house. So I love about our church. I don't think there's any gossip going on here. And um, if there is, don't tell me about it. I don't want to hear about it. If there is, then you better stop that person dead in the tracks and say, you are sinning against God, you're sinning against the pastor, you're sinning against this church. Gossip is not allowed in this house. And everybody said? Yeah, yeah. Do you know why? Because this place is full of imperfect people. How many know that? And the fact of the matter is, if we're going to be gossips, if we're going to start being gossiped, every single person here has got something that could be gossiped about. Right? And then, not me. I'm perfect. There's no perfect people here. This, this, this church, if anybody wants to know, if anybody, you, know, your friend, you want to invite your friends to church and say, oh, I'm afraid to go to church, say, well, you know, I could see how you'd feel that way, but you don't have to feel worried about coming to this church. It's full of imperfect people, just like you. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just imperfect people. All people in need of God's grace. All people in need of the mercy and the compassion of God. And everybody said, yeah, that's who we are. 
People who gossip don't understand their own need of God's grace and mercy. And it hurts the heart of God. And so Paul, talking to the church in Ephesus, who is really having a struggle with gossip, says this. This is what Paul says to these Christians. He says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed by the day for the day of redemption. Paul says to the church in Ephesus, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, gossip, along with every form of evil. Can I just remind everybody today that that word grieve, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, means to harm. Do not harm God. Do not harm the Spirit of God. Do not make the Spirit of God suffer. Do not cause pain to the Spirit of God. That's what it's saying. And when you gossip, you grieve God. You hurt the very heart of God. Can I tell you why this morning? Why it hurts God when you gossip? I'll tell you why. Because he sent his very own son to die on the cross for that person you're gossiping about. Did you know that? God loves that person so much that he sent his own son to die for him or her. Now, well, God sent his son to die for that person. You gossip about that person. Do you see the evil, the wicked in this? God's love compels him to send his own son to die for wicked, broken, hurting people that need the grace of God, that need forgiveness of sin. And you gossip about them. This breaks the heart of God. Not does it break the heart of God. It breaks the heart of that person that you're gossiping about. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Did you hear that? This is where the rubber meets the road. This is Christianity 101. If you want to know what it really means to follow Jesus, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Does anybody not know what that means? If you don't, put your hand up and I'll explain it. But you all know. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. But only, look at this, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. If you're engaged in gossip, you know today, you don't need me to tell you, but you know now, according to the Word of God, that you are doing the exact opposite of what God wants you to do. Gossip tears people down, but the Christian who speaks wholesomely builds them up. And when you're busy tearing people down, you're only destroying them, but you're grieving the heart of God. Has anybody ever heard of Lady Diana? Anybody ever heard of her? The mother of William and anybody? <laughs> Harry? Hello? Do you want to know why she died? I'll tell you why she died. Because of our love of gossip. Think about that. Photographers? And journalist hounded her, hounded her, so that wherever she went, she had to make a mad dash. And her driver, driving at top speeds to get away from the reporters and the photographers, crashed the car, and it killed her. And it orphaned two boys. All, listen to me, all 
because of a love of gossip. You say, Pastor, that's extreme. No, it's not. That's what gossip does. It kills. It destroys. It drags people down. It hurts. It hurts something terribly. How do you, how do you recover when someone says something nasty about you? Someone says something untrue. Someone suggests, you know, she may be gay. He may be cheating on his wife. I think that she's, I think he's got a drinking problem. I think, he's a, I think he's been siphoning money off the top. When those kind of things have been said, how do you ever get those words back? Like the feather pillow opened up, thrown in the air, feathers flying everywhere. How do you get all those feathers back in the bag? You don't. You don't. And you've caused the damage. You've caused the pain. You've hurt that person maybe forever. I can tell you, God does not look favorably upon this. Gossip is evil, it's wicked, and God will not deal with that lightly. But I'll tell you one more thing. It doesn't just hurt God, and it doesn't just hurt other people. It hurts you and me. Do you know how it hurts us? Well, first of all, according to David, it destroys your relationship with God. The minute you engage in gossip, you destroy your walk with God. You show me somebody who's bubbly on fire for God, who hears God speaking to them, who hears and has prayers answered. I'll show you somebody who refuses to gossip, who refuses to slander others. Every single person here today has been through personal problems, has made big mistakes, has failed, and has fallen short. And, and, has, and some of us, our sin is very obvious. The Bible tells us we're supposed to be holding each other up. We're supposed to be praying for each other. We're not supposed to be judging or gossiping. We're supposed to be embracing and helping each other. And you destroy your walk with God if you gossip. It doesn't end there. It actually destroys your character because when people know that you are a gossip, when people know that you gossip, they will not trust you anymore. And so while you're busy destroying the character of others, you're destroying your own character as well. And you become untrustworthy. People will not trust you anymore. I've actually broken off friendships because the people I've been with, that I've hung out with, have been gossips. I want no part of that. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to repeat it. I don't want any part of it. It destroys your character. What's more, the Bible says is that it destroys friendships. A, per, a perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. Probably the most harmful thing that gossip does is that it pollutes your heart. None of us would, would think of flushing our toilet and then directing that pipe to the, to the container that holds our water, would we? Oh, the thought that toilet, paper, toilet water could be going near my drinking water. And that's precisely what happens when you gossip. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 12, 35. A good person produces good words from a good heart, and an evil person produces evil words from an evil heart. If you're gossiping, what you're doing is you're flushing the toilet into clean water. 
and you're drinking it. You become dirty, you become filthy, your heart becomes evil. I'm going to tell you this in closing. When you uh, gossip, I'm going to tell you something. You don't always know the truth. You don't always know the details. And when you're repeating a story that, where you don't know the details, you know what you're doing? You're lying. And remember what we said. Those who lie follow the father of lies. You say, but pastor, I do know all the details. I do know all the facts. Well, guess what? Just because you know the facts doesn't give you liberty to gossip. Because now when you, when you gossip, what you're doing is you're playing the judge. You're judging those who are struggling and having weaknesses, and the Bible says that you don't have the right to be the judge because there is only one judge, and his name is God. When you uh, gossip, you break the commandments of God, the love of God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You're actually hurting God, and you're hurting your fellow man. And finally, you know what you're doing? You are taking partnership with Satan himself who is the father of lies, and he's the accuser of the brethren. I'd like you to stand with me right now, and we're going to close in prayer. But I got to...